the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. He's now the third of the 10 GOP members who voted to impeach Trump to say they won't seek re-election. In a statement, he says he made the decision so he could enjoy his family and life in a fuller and more present way. The 59-year-old was seen as a moderate whose congressional career was on the rise. But Katko faced a backlash from Republicans after voting to impeach Trump and at least one primary challenger in his central New York district. Ben Thomas, Washington. Also at townhall.com, head of the RNC is defending its decision to prohibit GOP candidates from taking part in debates organized by the Commission on Presidential Debates. Bob Agnew has the story. RNC Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel says the commission made several egregious moves in 2020. They picked a moderator that worked for Joe Biden. She also says the commission started the debates after a million votes had already been cast. Despite a request from the RNC, those debates start before early voting began. And then I think the third is the members of their commission that were vocally disparaging the Republican candidate and allowed to stay in their role. RNC Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel was interviewed by the Salem Radio Network. Bob Agnew reporting. Biden administration determining a Russian effort is underway to create a pretext for its troops to potentially further invade Ukraine. U.S. official says Moscow already pre-positioned operatives to conduct a false flag operation. More on these stories at townhall.com. It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Friends, it's great to be with you on the early part of a wonderful Friday evening throughout Central Florida, kind of a cool Friday evening, and I want to thank you for joining us. It's great to be with you, and I want to thank you for allowing us to spend part of your Friday evening with you. Have a great show for you tonight, and we'll get right into it. Of course, for those who are just joining us for the first time, Blue Rider Sports Central is a program that highlights the Apopka High School Athletic Department and the Outstanding youth sports culture in the Apopka community, but one other thing, one thing I do want to point out is that the the people that you hear, the guests you'll hear on our show, which include many coaches and even high school ball players and youth sports ball players, um, are store up are tell stories of uh, uplifting stories of a positive achievements and uplifting stories of positive achievements that can be inspirational to people no matter what school they go to or what area they are from. And that's our goal for our program, and we have a perfect show for our mission tonight. I'm pleased to share with you that our guest for the full evening will be Coach J.P. Mancuso, who spent 38 years in Apopka area schools where he coached everything from football, baseball, soccer, to golf, and softball. He founded the soccer, the varsity soccer program at Apopka High School, 
and in 1974-75 school year, and he led the 1971 a Popka junior high baseball team to the American Conference Championship. And Coach Mancuso, it's great to have you joining us tonight. Uh, Roger, it's a pleasure to be on your show, and thank you for having me tonight. It's always fun to catch up with you, and I will share with our audience. I was fortunate to have a co- a Coach Mancuso as both a coach and you know, as a teacher in physical education. And you'll notice I said physical education. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Not PE. Uh-huh. Thank you, sir. I remember and, bringing that out in class. I sure re- do. Thank you for remembering that, Roger. And I also I also remember Princeton versus Rutgers in 1869. Oh, yeah. I was there, too. <laughs> that was another no. thing you taught us uh, right. in seventh grade with the very first college football game. Right. And speaking mm-hmm. of the first one, we'll talk about the most recent one on our program as well. Right. Um, up, no, that that outstanding game between Alabama and Georgia that was played on Monday night, and of course featured uh, prominently featured a Popkin Blue Darter, Jalen Carter, who had a huge role yes. in the game, um, a multifaceted role. But um, it also uh, was fortunate to not only have Coach Mancuso as a teacher, but also as a coach, and we uh, it. And with a, a season that we're still very proud of, the 1971 American Conference Champions, where we played in the the Orange County State Championship, uh, excuse me, County Championship game uh, versus Robertswood Junior High. Right, absolutely. And that that yeah. was uh, that was quite the experience. Uh, uh, that was my, my actually my first year of uh, coaching junior high baseball. Uh, for people that don't know, Roger's dad was the one who hired me to coach at uh, the high school and the junior high. That year, coaching the uh, 1971 baseball team, to me was a culture shock. We, uh, I come from an area where I came from an idealistic situation in Bethpage, Long Island, New York. We probably had every piece of facility that we probably needed to develop the uh, the athletes and the education uh, program in the school. But when I came to Apopka, unforeseen, I just came there. Uh, I applied for the job over the phone and spoke to the principal, and he said the job was still open, and I came down. But coaching the baseball team really kind of got me started. It really uh, made me think about some of the things that... Uh, were not part of my life as growing up, but was part of the life of the kids in that area, which kind of made me stick around. Uh, it was the first year of segregation when I first came there in 1968. That was quite an, quite an experience. We had uh, a lot of different things going on. Of course, I never experienced that, but uh, going through that experience made me think of uh, that little part of the country that I came for was just a little part of the country. Yeah, much different here um, in Apopka, especially in those days, and, and Central Florida in general, and, and the state of Florida in general, than Long Island, I'm sure. And uh, well, we were certainly glad that you, you things worked out for you, first of all, to be here, and then that you chose to spend your dedicate your life and your career to to education and coaching in, in our Apopka community. And along the way, you you met some outstanding, interesting, colorful personalities and had some great stories and we look forward to having you share those with us tonight on the show uh do you want me to tell you the one of my first year coaching uh, football uh when your father hired me 
They're in practice. You want me to tell that one? Uh, <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. If you can, uh, you have a clean version of it. Sure. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, this is uh, my first year of coaching football. Me and uh, I'll call him Coach Joe. Uh, we were coaching the freshman uh, high school team, and uh, so we were at practice one day, and we're doing a pretty good job. You know, we're trying to teach the kids what they should do and what you know what their uh, positions we want them to be in. All of a sudden, out of the clear blue sky, on the far side of the field, we had one of the gates open. This uh, man walks through the gate. He's probably in his late 20s or his early 30s. And, of course, uh, I believe he just had a little bit too much at the local lounge. And he starts giving some of our players a hard time. Well, Coach Joe goes over and tries to calm the guy down and tries to explain to him. And actually, you know, Coach Joe gets heated up. And I go over there and I calm Coach Joe down. I calm the other guy down. I turn around to go back to the players. I hear smack. Coach Joe just decked the guy, put him on the ground. The open fence was on the other side of the field. Coach Joe picks, takes about four or five football players. He says, pick the guy up and throw him over the fence. And that, when that, that was another culture shock. I'm in a pop guy. I've never seen anything like this in my life. Never. So get into another yeah, well, story. Well, well un- until that, uh, sometimes what happens in a pop stays, stays in a pop right, but, Absolutely. That's why I call but, him but Coach Joe. That will Joe. be enlightening to people right. as far as the, the football culture goes. <laughs> but, uh, but we, we, so we go to our first game. This is our first game. We're playing our first game in Okoe. Now, of course, I don't know the history between Okoe and Apopka because I'm a, basically a new kid on the block. Well, we go there and we play Okoe, and we beat them like 32, 35 to nothing, okay? We take the kids, we put them on the bus. Next thing you know, I hear glass breaking in the bus. <laughs> My goodness, they're shooting BB guns at us. They're breaking the windows at us. I, I'm going, I don't know if I made the right choice of coming to Apopka. I have no idea if I made the right choice, but... These are. Uh, it, it, it was a rather intense rivalry back yes, in the day. It, uh, yes, it was quite the intense rivalry. <laughs> but there, uh, uh, there I was, and uh, like Roger knows, we we had to do a lot of different things. I had to build my own equipment. Uh, just had to do a lot of different things, Roger. And you know, uh, after my first year, I'm riding on the bus. They put all the teachers on the buses to take everybody home. Uh, in the area, and I'm on the bus, and I'm going, this is my last year here. I will never come back here again. I will not come back here again. 38 years later, I'm still in Apopka, but I consider myself very, very fortunate to be there because of the experiences that I went through, the the good friends I made, the good athletes I made, the experience, and I, and the effect I think I had on some of the programs. A little bit later, and one of the many things that you achieved was was founding the soccer program or, you know, uh, at Apopka High School, which has gone on now. Of course, it's one of the elite programs, both boys and girls uh, soccer. Uh, but uh, it all started uh, with Coach Mancuso sitting right here. And, and one more other thing about that is – uh, and that was my senior year of high school. A lot of, I had a lot of friends that played on the team, so I'm you know, acutely aware of of the 
of that the story of that first year, uh, people like Tommy Merson who right. who did yeah. a great job mm-hmm. for you, and Mitch Andrews, and, and, and many others. Um, you had a winning season. Uh, not only did you have a winning season your very first year, which is very rare at any sport at any level to have a winning season the very first year you have a team, uh, but also had some huge upset victories over the course of that season. Oh yes, uh, you know, talking about so- starting the soccer program, the soccer program actually started in the junior high. And I, Roger, I believe I probably tell you the story. Uh, my first year there at the junior high, I had 72 kids in one class. 72 kids. By the time I took attendance, the class would be over. So I had put all numbers on the wall. And if the number was empty, the kid was absent. So I took him out to the field. I figured I have 72 kids. Some kids are going to be absent. Some kids aren't going to be dressed out. What sport can I put on the field to have the most amount of kids on the field? And I came up with soccer. So instead of putting 11 kids on, which is the amount they have on a soccer team, I put 15 kids on each team. So I got 30 kids on the field, two teams. I got 30 kids sitting on the side waiting to come in, and I kept on rotating, kept on rotating. You know, five minutes or a goal, whichever came first. I tried to keep the kids as busy as I possibly could. And what happened? I noticed that the parents started to call me up and Noticing that their children love playing this game soccer. They never played this game before. They love playing this game soccer. So they talked me into starting a soccer program with the junior high, which eventually went to the high school. But when it went to the high school, what I did is I went around to all of the elementary schools in the area, and I talked them all into having their soccer PE programs at the same time of the year, all elementary schools, and it was like five or six of them. And what I did is I told them, I, want, I would like for you to have the soccer program at the same time of the year, and then on this certain Saturday, I would like for you to pick an all-star team and bring the all-star team, all your all-star teams down to the Edward Field soccer field where we played our games. And they all agreed to it, and they all came down there. So I said, now, I don't want you just to bring the kids. I want you to pa- bring the parents also because the parents really had no idea what soccer was about. So before the game started, I put a clinic on. I took the, I took the, the older kids from the high school, and we put a clinic on. I explained to them all the rules, and, uh, and from there it just took off. Then it started to have programs in the, in the community, and the kids who started in the, in the junior high, when they went to the high school, your dad, of course, went along with it and uh, let me start the program at the high school. You know what? That's a great story. Thank you for sharing it with us. We'll pick up when we come back. Friends, you're listening to Blue Garter Sports Central with Roger Franklin-Williams. We'll be right back. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Hi, it's me again. Does your garage door still have the blues? Making those late night noises? Won't shut when you back out, no matter how many times you try? Well, it's time to get rid of those garage door blues with Florida Door Solutions. They fix, repair, replace, install, create, design, and upgrade garage doors and garage door openers. Garage doors don't like to have the blues. You need to call Florida Door Solutions. They can upgrade your garage door with the latest state-of-the-art system from LiftMaster with the exclusive gateway accessory. Call Florida Door Solutions at 866 FL. 
LA door. Florida Door Solutions has the reputation for doing the job right the first time, every time. They're sent to Florida's headquarters for the best garage door and entry gate products from Clopay, Overhead Door, LiftMaster, and more. Don't leave that shiny new SUV sitting on the driveway. And besides, we know who's driving that SUV. Score some points and get rid of those garage door blues with Florida Door Solutions. That's 866-FLA-DOOR. Or take a tour online at FLADOOR.com. Since 1972, Community Health Centers has been providing quality and affordable health care for our community, offering pediatrics, family medicine, OBGYN, dental, and pharmacy. Community Health Centers, 15 Central Florida locations, are here to be the medical and dental home for you and your entire family. For your convenience, Community Health Centers even offer Saturday and evening hours. Community Health Centers accepts Medicaid, Medicare, private insurances, and offers a sliding discount program based on family size and income. Visit them right now at chcfl.org for more information. That's chcfl.org. CFL.org. Dr. Patrick St. Germain, D.C. with BurnFatOrlando.com here to remind you that you can lose up to 30 to 40 pounds in 40 days, even from the comfort of your home. It's simple. Call me now and save up to 60% when you schedule an in-office appointment or an on-the-phone consultation. Call me at 855-889-8446. That's 855-889-8446 or at burnfatorlando.com. Save money and lose pounds today. Call now at 855-889-8446. Described as down-home, friendly, relaxed, and great barbecue. It's Porky's Original Barbecue, your local independent hometown barbecue place in Central Florida. Porky's features a large menu of barbecue favorites. Plus, they're known for their one-of-a-kind sandwiches like Porky's famous monster ribeye sandwich, the sloppy cow, and the legendary pig dip. And all the traditional sides and fixings you would expect at Central Florida's friendliest barbecue restaurant. Porky's appreciates your appetite for great barbecue. Dine-in, drive-through, carry-out, or delivery right in the heart of downtown Apopka. Porky's Original Barbecue. Exergen agrees with the just-released study by the FDA confirming that non-contact thermometers are not accurate and that their labels contain false information. Only Exergen thermometers are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Stay vigilant, be sure, be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion. On the go. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franken-Williams. It's great to be with you on a crisp Friday evening throughout Central Florida. And it's very pleased to be joined by Coach John Mancuso. He spent 38 years as a teacher and coach in the Apopka area and in the public schools and made a huge impact both through his teaching and coaching experiences. And as we said before, he among um, in addition to founding the soccer program at Apopka High School, which still flourishes today. In fact, it's one of the, the top programs on campus, both boys and girls, today. He also coached football, baseball, soccer, golf, and softball. And right when we went to break, Coach Mancuso was sharing with us about the founding the soccer program at Apopka High School. And uh, We'll go back to, to him in just a minute. Before we do, of course, I want to let you know that Blue Darter Sports Central and a Popka Blue Darter Sports broadcast on our station on the new AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer, are made possible by support from our friends over at Community Health Centers of Central Florida. Community Health Centers of Central Florida was founded in 1972, and since that time, they've been 
to providing affordable, quality health care for the citizens of our community, now with 15 area locations. And, you know, Coach, as you were talking about just your motivation and just the way that the you 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 know you got the soccer program started it 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 i think is a great example of your dedication and of the dedication specifically of you but also of so many dedicated teachers and coaches in that you know you didn't really have you, your motivation wasn't to start the program with grandiose illusions of of uh, you know having a championship team and being a program and, and this and that and coaching great athletes and so forth, which is nothing wrong with any of that. Uh, um, but really, your your motivation was you were just you know, trying to have a, a more efficient way of, of teaching your PE classes. Absolutely, that's where it started in the PE classes. It was. Uh and it took off from there. It was very fortunate the parents got involved. And the things that you did, though, um, you know, were also directed towards the students to try to find activity for them. As you said, you could tell they enjoyed playing soccer more than some other sports that also fit your organizational challenges right. at the time. And and shortly, next thing you know, uh, the kids are having so much fun, enjoying it so much, their parents are actually contacting you and, and sharing that with you. And I, I, you know, I, you know, my parents were, were uh, public school teacher, career public school teachers, of course, too. Of course, my father was longtime principal of Popka High School, Roger A. Williams. And so I know a little bit about the life of, of, of public school teachers that's, and teachers in general. That's, that's the reason I bring this up. And it, I, I can tell you, it, it, you, know, you, you get a lot more negative calls than you get positive calls. So the, the fact that you're getting a lot of positive calls tells you you're really doing something right. But that's, that's not the norm for well, teachers. Like I was telling you, Roger, one of, the, one of the things that I really appreciated as far as coaching is that I got so many appreciative letters from parents after the season was over, especially after banquets and stuff, of all the years that I was there, of all the letters that I got from ex-players and ex and parents that I had, I only got one negative one. One one negative one because that person did not know the full story. He later apologized to me. The only one. Of well, all those well, well, that's pretty amazing ratio. In fact, I've done some teaching and coaching myself, and uh, uh, you know, in, in my experience, that the ratio is pretty pretty opposite with, with my personal experience. That no, I, I think that's a, speaks to you know speaks to your your gift, the gift that you had uh, for teaching and coaching, well, as well as your dedication to want to you know to think and put the students first. Mm-hmm. And, uh, one of the things I found out, uh, and I guess I learned it the hard way. Sometimes you're a better coach when you listen to your players. Really, I found that out. Because, you know, me being a new coach sometimes, I was always reading books. I'm reading books and, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do this thing and we're going to do that thing. And what I did is I put the stuff that I taught myself to the side. And then what happened is I found out that the things that I was trying to teach the new stuff, the, the kids weren't catching on to it. I was doing better with the old stuff. And they would beg me to go back to the old stuff. And we were in the ball game one time, and we're down 2 nothing because we're working on something new that I wanted to do. And they're begging me to go back to the old stuff. So I listened to them. We went back to the old stuff. We wound up winning the game for the two using the old stuff because I listened to them instead of listening to them myself. 
Well, that's a great point, and I've got some of my uh, uh, you know own personal experiences I'd like to share with the audience too about uh, the the skill uh, of Coach Mancuso as a coach, and uh, but that that fits right in with what I had already uh, observed and thought about all these all these years later was you just had a a natural knack. Uh, uh, you had to, you had the great coaching gene. There's no other way to put it. And and and, and for what you just said, um, illustrates that you 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 know, had the common sense to follow your heart, to follow your own instincts, um, and then even when you got away from it a little bit, because it's easy to do that. Because there's always somebody telling you, oh yeah, do it this way, do it this way, do it this way. But but when you you know got back to doing things your way and following your own instincts, it, it just shows uh, how how right on target your instincts were. Uh, you know, one thing I found out, once you get into the coaching system, it becomes, you become addictive to it. I mean, it's a passion. It becomes a passion. You are constantly thinking of new things to do. I mean, I don't care where you go. If you're laying in bed, uh, I can't tell you how many times after practice I would wind up in a restaurant or wind up in a lounge, and I would take a napkin, and on a napkin I'd be writing plays out. I'd be writing pickoff plays for for baseball, be writing steel play, be writing how to give different signs, a- anything that anything on napkins, all the napkins that were still up in the attic, becomes a passion after a while. It's all you, and then you want to carry it over to your own family. You know, it went from the kids that I had in junior high. We didn't have a batting cage, so what did I do? I built a batting cage in my backyard. So I brought the kids over to the yard they, so they could play, so they could have batting practice. It becomes passion. Now, coach, we're. Got, friends, we're glad you're joining us on Blue Darter Sports Central tonight. We're speaking with longtime area Popka coach and teacher, Coach John Bencuso. He's retired now, but we're reflecting on a career that included coaching the sports of football, baseball, soccer, golf, and softball, and also some of the unique experiences he had along the way. And was there ever a time that you considered you know, leaving teaching um, you know, in coaching, because I know, you know, obviously it, it's uh, not a highly paid profession. And over, sadly, looking back on it over the course of the last uh, 40 years or so, I know I, I've seen a lot of coaches and teachers, dedicated coaches and teachers, leave the profession mm-hmm. uh, just because of, uh, you know, other opportunities or whatever. Did you ever consider uh, leaving? Oh, absolutely. A- absolutely. I, I, uh, uh, I remember years ago when they had the Orlando Thunder come into town. I, I almost took a job with them and, and left teaching. I, I I was getting a little bit disappointed when how things were going as far as the uh, the things that they were having teachers do. Uh, even leaving a popka, going to I was offered other jobs in other areas to go leave, leave a popka. Uh, you know, I, I I always say this thing early in the morning is I thank the Lord for all the things that He gave me and thank Him for the things that he didn't give me that maybe I wanted, and, and I'm glad he didn't give me another job. I was very, very fortunate that my two sons, Brian and Jim, went to a Popka Junior High and went to a Popka High School. You know, and, I, and to coach your own kids, not many, not many fathers get an opportunity to do that. So I was very, very fortunate to stay there. And I'd like to follow it up. We've got about three minutes before our next break. And you know, and, and you even shared with us, you know, some some of the yeah. You know, one of the great things about the Apopka community, from my perspective, and I I think it's a great thing. Those of us who who have chosen to continue to live there see it a great thing. Other people that move in or come along might not necessarily think it's so great, but but it, it's a 
a community that has, I would say, it's a rich tapestry is the way I would see it. There's you know people, all kinds of people from all walks of life. You've got affluent people, rich people, uh, you know, poor people, people from low of the socioeconomic ladder. You've got it's about multicultural as you can get in terms of races and ethnicities and you know even different religions and so forth. It's it's really a a very diverse you know you know. Uh, community and everything goes along with that. Some people, uh, you know, like that. Some people don't like it. Um, it and it's got its downside, of course, too. But it, what what led you to want to just continue to to stay in a pop? It, it led you to feel, like you said, you feel so blessed to 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 have had the opportunity to be there. Well, you know, I took the job at a popka sight unseen. I mean, I had no idea where where a popka was. I I, I came down. I left Kentucky. I was went to Murray State University. I left Kentucky, came right down, found a place in the Pine Hills area, uh, an apartment there, and the next day I, I drove to Apopka. And as I was driving through Apopka, I, I said to myself, God, this is a pretty nice little town. I said, you know, most people know I come from Long Island, New York, and people think New York is one big city. Apopka was bigger than the town I came from, Bethpage, Bethpage uh, Long Island. And I said, gee, you know, this, this is pretty nice. I'm, I, I kind of like this. This is a small town situation situation where I came from. And, and I kind of liked it. So, And then the next thing you know, one thing led to another. One thing led to another. And next thing you know, my kids are going to school there. And I'm still there. I'm still there after, after 38. Well, we're g- in just a moment, we'll take our next break of the evening on Blue Darter Sports Central. When we come back... We'll talk about some specific experiences that Coach J.P. Mancuso had during his career at Popkin. One of those was his very first year um, yeah, as a teacher. And when we had full-blown court-ordered desegregation at Popkin, that relates to some comments I want to make about uh, uh, Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. and the celebration of his life and his legacy and impact, uh, which will take place, of course, on Monday as a national holiday. Before we go to that break, though, I want to give a shout-out to our friends over at Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka, 256 East Main Street, which is, of course, Highway 441 that runs right through the heart of town, and let you know that Porky's has not only all the great barbecue sauces and fixings that any barbecue lover would ever want. It's also a great place, perfect place for down-home, genuine, authentic atmosphere. I encourage you to check out Porky's Original Barbecue right in the heart of downtown Apopka. We're right back on Blue Runner Sports Central with Coach J.P. Mancuso. Please, please stay with us. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Much of the east and parts of the Midwest and south facing bitter cold, heavy snow and ice also in the forecast. In Georgia, shoppers have been hitting the stores for storm supplies. Road crews in the south trying to prevent a repeat of some past wintertime debacles. National Weather Service says northeast Georgia could get two to five inches of snow beginning Saturday night going into Sunday. 
Newly unredacted documents from a state-led antitrust lawsuit against Google accused the search giant of colluding with its rival, Facebook, to manipulate online advertising sales. The original redacted lawsuit, which was filed in December of 2021, accused Google of anti-competitive conduct. This is SRN News. Described as down-home, friendly, relaxed, and great barbecue. It's Porky's Original Barbecue, your local independent hometown barbecue place in Central Florida. Porky's features a large menu of barbecue favorites. Plus, they're known for their one-of-a-kind sandwiches like Porky's famous monster ribeye sandwich, the sloppy cow, and the legendary pig dip. And all the traditional sides and fixings you would expect at Central Florida's friendliest barbecue restaurant. Porky's appreciates your appetite for great barbecue. Dine-in, drive-thru, carry-out, or delivery right in the heart of downtown Apopka. Porky's Original Barbecue. Since 1972, Community Health Centers has been providing quality and affordable health care for our community, offering pediatrics, family medicine, OBGYN, dental, and pharmacy. Community Health Centers, 15 Central Florida locations, are here to be the medical and dental home for you and your entire family. For your convenience, Community Health Centers even offer Saturday and evening hours. Community Health Centers accepts Medicaid, Medicare, private insurances, and offers a sliding discount program based on family size and income. Visit them right now at chcfl.org for more information. That's chcfl.org. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance, or Medicare, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800-640-7460. 800-640-7460. 800-640-7460. That's 800-640-7460. The air you're breathing could be making you sick. Cleaning and maintaining your air conditioning and heating will improve your indoor air quality and protect your family's health. That's why Central Florida families have trusted ABC Cleaning to protect their homes for over a quarter of a century. ABC Cleaning will clean air ducts, dryer vents, even chimneys. Call ABC Cleaning at 407-381-2120. ABC Cleaning, 407-381-2120. Take the answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion. On the go. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. A bigger voice for your conservative values. News, opinion, passion. Welcome. AM 950 and FM 94.9. The Answer. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Good evening, friends. It's great to be with you tonight on Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Thank you for joining us. It's great to be with you as we begin to ease into Friday evening, and hope you'll have a great weekend ahead. We're pleased to be joined by Coach J.P. Mancuso, who 
had a 38-year career as a teacher and coach in Apopka area schools, which included founding the varsity soccer program in 1975, among numerous other accomplishments. Uh, his career in Apopka started in the late 60s, I believe it was 1968, 68, uh, 69 school year. And, you know, Coach, um, one of the things we, uh, on Monday, you know, the nation will recognize the life and career and achievements of Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. And, you know, I, you know, we could do a show on him every day and, and not even touch uh, the incredible impact that he made um, in America and the lives of so many people, you know, in, in, in initio, inspiring, uh, helping to initiate fundamental change for the good in terms of, you know, race relations and, uh, you know, providing, you know, changing the system to provide more opportunities for African-American uh, people. And, you know, growing up in the South, you grew up in Long Island. I grew up in the South. You know, a lot of people today don't realize that didn't live during the, 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 the life of Dr. King that we had legalized segregation here in the South. Uh, you know, we had in Apopka, we had two whole high schools, one for black kids, one for the white kids. And, and that was pretty much the norm throughout not only Florida, but throughout the entire uh, you know, South, basically. And, you know, it, as I think of Dr. King, it's one thing that I one thing that really stands out and that I would share with people that d- didn't experience his life, didn't live when he was alive, is I would say uh, without a doubt. Uh, Reverend Martin Luther King was was solely responsible for the eradication of of legalized segregation in 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 this in this country, and just that alone is an extraordinary achievement. And you know, there were and just before we move continue to move forward, there are three things that I think that 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 you know qualities that he had that that allowed him to achieve so much. And one was he had a tremendous courage, obviously. You know, it's, um, you know, things that are today politically correct or things that are today the norm and the accepted norm are, are things that he used to literally get beaten for or, or, or thrown in jail for, literally. Um, so, but he had incredible courage to continue and to face those risks and to, you know, to follow his, his mission in life, uh, his God given mission. Then also, um, from a, from a, you know, just a pure practical point of view, um, he had incredible knowledge of how government works. He knew how to uh, how the how the system worked. He knew how to get. He was media savvy. He knew how to get media attention so that people around the country and around the world could see some of the deplorable conditions that that uh, blacks in the South uh, had to live with. And then, and then I, first and foremost, I think with Dr. King, I think of inspirational leadership. Yo, yo. Virtually everybody can give a speech, and um, if you're lucky, you might inspire one person, <laughs> and, uh, and and then even you know you might inspire a lot of people, but you know, they don't necessarily go and do anything. You know, Martin, Dr. King was able to speak, and with with a, with with a fire and a passion and a and a moral authority that that really inspired people to follow him, and then to go out and and to work in their own vineyards, if you will, to, to pick up the mantle and do what they could do and uh, it, it helped affecting positive change in their own communities and their own lives and spheres of influence. So I mean, those are just a few things I did want to mention briefly about why we have a, a, a day to honor Reverend um, 
Dr. Martin Luther King, but I did want to mention because it's relevant to you and I, because you know I lived in my whole life. But that year, that first year you were here was the year that we had the court ordered desegregation when they merged the two schools, the 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 black junior high and high school, the black uh, uh, junior high, and high, the white high school, uh, junior high and high school, and, and we all <laughs> were kind of thrown together. And it was, uh, you know, I would say, a, certainly a turbulent time. Uh, it was certainly something different. That's something that not everybody experiences. Um, that's kind of a unique experience that, that that some of us had. And you know, I'd say that um, on balance, it turned it was a very positive thing, and and, and, and turned you know, it, it evolved into a very positive thing. But anyway, it was just when I think of you, I I think of that that year as well. Well, I, like I said before, you know, I come from Long Island, New York, and of course, we were integrated. I never ever experienced segregation coming up, and of course, like I said before, I took the job at a Popka site on scene. I had no idea this was going on. Uh, I came in and I found out that this was the first year of segregation. Dr. Phillips was a all-black high school, and Apopka had their own high school. Well, they brought yeah, the Phil, Phyllis Wheatley. Yeah. Yes, Phyllis Wheatley. They brought these high schools. They brought these schools together. My first year there, uh, I remember the, uh, Mr. White, uh, who was uh, my partner when we coached at the junior high school. Before school would start, as the buses were coming in, we went into the supply room and threw out every piece of equipment you could possibly think of that was in that supply room to keep all the kids busy doing something so it wouldn't break out. We threw everything out there we possibly could think of. But there, uh, like I say, it was a culture shock, but it was quite the experience. And, and as time went on, it it worked out. I mean, my my... As I got into going to classes, I realized I had to get the the guy who was in, the guy who was like the leader of all the white kids boys and the guy who was the leader of all the black boys. And what I did is I I got both of them together one day in in, in the office and we talked about this and they all agreed to it. And I got to tell you, the two leaders became good friends as time went on. They became really good friends, and it worked out. And many other stories like that abound from from those days. And uh, but I think once again, what you just shared with us is is the reason it did work out was because of the leadership of people such as yourself, Mr. White, who was African American, yes. uh-huh. Coach Coach yes. White, yes. Uh, and, and many other dedicated uh, co- uh, le- uh, teachers and administrators. And uh, well, Coach, I'd like to ask you now about you know how some things have changed. You know that I mean you know. That that was that's one thing that that was a huge change that you that you walked into cultural change you know, related to the South, but uh, just in general, how how have coaching and teaching changed since since your days? And what year did you retire? I retired in two thousand six, so I've been retired for what uh, 11, no, 17, eight, 17 years now. Uh, well, the first thing is uh, when I first went into the school, I, I we didn't even have a gymnasium. We didn't have a gym. They, we didn't have a locker room. They brought a portable uh, classroom, and so we could use for a locker room. First thing I had to do is I had to make my own lockers. I had to build lockers out of wood. You know, we didn't have any 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 chairs or nothing in the locker room. I had to make my own wooden chairs so guys could sit down uh, on the on the on the ball field. I had to go down to Ryan's uh, lumberyard and make my own soccer goals. We we didn't have any athletic trainers. The only athletic trainer uh, was us. When we talked about nutrition, I told them, when you go 
you know, when you when you go to the cafeteria, put some green stuff on the put some green stuff on your plate instead of all you know hamburgers and hot dogs. That that was our nutrition, you know. But there, uh, we didn't have any of the athletic trainers in in football practice or even on the on the uh, physical education field. I can remember kids dislocating their fingers. You know what I did? I had to go over there and pull their fingers back into place. And then after the school was over, I would take you know and put a splint on them. If the school was over, I'd take them down to the hospital. They told me at the hospital, uh, we couldn't have done any better than what you just did. So, you know, it was all different. Nowadays, everybody has trainers. The, the ability to imp- improvise was right. a big part of the job. We, we didn't have any assistant coaches. Uh, you know, nowadays they have all that stuff. They have a great budget. We never had a budget. We had to go and have car washes and, and sell things and uh, you know, put golf tournaments on. We had to make our own money. It's completely different. Well, Coach McCuso, we have another break coming up in just a, about two minutes or less, and I you were starting to get some kind of I posted on Facebook that you'd be joining me and uh, friends. If uh, what you know, we do have a, a Blue Daughter Sports Central Facebook page, which uh, help help you keep up with our show, and of course, you can always visit the Roger Williams Facebook page as well. And um, there are a couple of your former players who have checked in on Facebook, and uh, Don Heller says that he's listening now. And uh, also Jimmy Miller wow. says he's listening wow. right now, wow. and it's great to hear you. And, of course, those guys are significant for two different reasons. Don Heller was our pitcher on that American Conference championship team, and then, of course, Don. Jimmy Miller was one of your soccer guys that very first year of the soccer program. The only uh, the thing I want to say to Donnie is, Donnie, I'm sorry I wore your arm out. <laughs> <laughs> you, you didn't, wear, like the, you didn't you wear, wear it out. You were, you were like the rubber man. You were like the rubber man. Okay, who's going to the mound today? Donnie's going to the mound. You didn't wear it out. Yeah. He had, a, he yeah. had a, a rubber arm. Oh, yes, yes. Literally, if anybody had a rubber arm, oh, Don, he Don Hill Donnie, had it. Donnie had the rubber arm. Took us to the... Uh, the but in the, fact, yeah. we had we had 10 regular season games that year and mm-hmm. one, you know, and, and the championship game, right. uh, which, yeah, Robinson beat us in the championship game. So we, we were Orange County champions, mm-hmm. but we weren't, we were conference champions. Um, and Heller pitched 10 out of 11 games. Oh, he was something <laughs> else. He was, like I say, I'm sorry I wore your arm out, Don, but we had no other choice. Well, it wasn't just you on varsity. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, my junior year, we played something like 30 games, and I think he pitched 27 <laughs> or 28 of them. <laughs> yeah, Donnie could throw. Getting to Jimmy... Uh, Jimmy was like my hatchet man on the soccer team. He was, uh, if uh, we wanted to put somebody into the stands going for the ball, and, you know, Jimmy was my man. Yeah, well, he, he was a football he, player yeah, playing yeah, soccer, he was, basically. He was, he was my man. So uh, I'm very thankful that both of you who uh, are listening tonight because you bring them back a lot of great memories. You're definitely part of my uh, life. We'll be right back on Sport Central with Coach J.P. So Please stay with us. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Described as down-home, friendly, relaxed, and great barbecue. It's Porky's Original Barbecue, your local independent hometown barbecue place in Central Florida. Porky's features a large menu of barbecue favorites. Plus, they're known for their one-of-a-kind sandwiches like Porky's famous monster ribeye sandwich, the sloppy cow, and the legendary pig dip. And all the traditional sides and fixings you would expect at Central Florida's friendliest barbecue restaurant. Porky's appreciates your appetite for great barbecue. Dine-in, drive-through, carry-out, or delivery right in the heart of downtown Apopka. Porky's Original Barbecue. Letter, remote. 
tape measure. What do you think, doctor? Is it? Yes, I'm afraid it is. Garage Dooritis. What do we do? Better call Florida Door Solutions. Whether you've got garage dooritis or you just want to upgrade your opener or entry gate, they've got the solution. And now opening your garage door, turning on the lights, and safely keeping track of your property when you're away is easy with the new LiftMaster Garage Door Opener with the exclusive Internet Gateway Accessory. Call Florida Door Solutions at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR. Florida Door Solutions has a reputation for doing the job right the first time every time. Just ask someone you know. Chances are Florida Door Solutions cured their garage door at us. And they are Central Florida's headquarters for the best garage door and entry gate products from Clopay, Overhead Door, LiftMaster, and more. Give back to the community through our local schools, youth sports, the Debbie Turner Cancer Center, and more. So if your garage door is suffering from garage door at us, then you need to call Florida Door Solutions, 866-FLA-DOOR. Or take a tour online at FLADOOR.com. Call them today. Since 1972, Community Health Centers has been providing quality and affordable health care for our community, offering pediatrics, family medicine, OBGYN, dental, and pharmacy. Community Health Centers, 15 Central Florida locations, are here to be the medical and dental home for you and your entire family. For your convenience, Community Health Centers even offer Saturday and evening hours. Community Health Centers accepts Medicaid, Medicare, private insurances, and offers a sliding discount program based on family size and income. Visit them right now at chcfl.org for more information. That's chcfl.org Attention, type 1 diabetics. Your insurance may cover a new CGM monitoring device. Call U.S. Med right now for a free benefits check. 800-471-7065. That's 800-471-7065. Take the answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion. On the go. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. If I could be you. And you could be me for just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. Blue Darter Sports Central. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Frank and Williams. It's great to be with you tonight. We're speaking with Coach J.P. Mancuso, longtime coach and teacher in the Apopka area. We're talking about his 38-year career in Apopka. He retired in 2006 and reflecting on some of the uh, I would say very uh, everything from momentous occasions, the, the small joys that were included in his career, and some of the people along the way as well. And before we go back to Coach Mancuso in our final segment tonight, I want to let you know that the dedic- the high school ball players that you hear on our program on Blue Daughter Sports Central and their dedicated coaches like Coach J.P. Mancuso are presented by Florida Door Solutions. Would you have? Garage door problems? Florida Door Solutions has your solution. And you can find them at FLADoor.com. And please tell them you're an Apopka Blue Darter. I also want to give a shout-out to our friend Dr. Patrick St. Germain and all the great people over at St. Germain Chiropractic and Birth at Orlando. St. Germain Chiropractic and Dr. St. Germain were voted best chiropractor for now 11 years in a row. 
And coach, you know, along the way, you coached quite a few, or your paths crossed with quite a few people um, coming through Apopka schools and uh, youth sports in Apopka that uh, you probably are well known to our to our audience. And I'd like to mention a few of those, and I, I might miss a few of them. So um, you know, feel uh, you know, add a few more uh, if I miss. But I, and I do want to say one more thing too. Speaking of the national championship game on Monday night, Alabama versus Georgia, of course, won by Georgia. It was for me personally, it was just a, a wonderful game to watch. I thoroughly enjoyed watching that game more than any game I've seen in, in a long, long time uh, because of the intensity of the players. The, how how well the game was played from a fundamental point of view, and of course you're seeing some of the top high college players in the country and coached by two of the great coaches in college football, and it was just a, a great experience. And one of the things that also made it a great experience for me was um, playing for Georgia was one of our Popka guys, uh, Jalen Carter, and he made a big impact on the game. Absolutely. Big, big impact. Blocking that field goal, uh, being the... Uh Putting the charge on for the first touchdown, running in front lead, of that lead kid. blocker yeah. for yeah. a touchdown. Yeah, just uh, so many things. He he did a very versatile player. Um, but you know some of the players that that uh, you know from Apopka that that you cross paths with that people that our audience might know were of course Zach Grinke, uh, former Cy Young winner, uh, Major League Baseball, Warren Sapp, mm-hmm. NFL Hall of Famer, James McKnight, who had a long ten plus year NFL career as a wide receiver. Um, yeah, Rodney Brewer, who was uh, an outstanding, uh, you know, one of only uh, three uh, players from a Popka Little League, and I think maybe one of only two from, uh, actually three from high, a Popka High School that play right. uh, Major League Baseball. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, we had Brett Bartholomew also, who went to Ohio State, who wound up playing with Miami, you know, p- being the punter for them. Uh, we had some great kids that came out of the, those kids were dedicated you know, Brent, Brent was not a football player until he became a junior in high school. His father would not let him play football. He was our goalkeeper on our soccer team. And because he was such a good kicker, I have to give a lot of credit to Coach Gerke to have me speak to Brent's father to talk him into playing uh, football. And that's how he came out to play football. And that's how he wound up getting that uh, scholarship to Ohio State. Well, and once again, that's another snippet of a great example of the, of the kind of sports culture we have in Apopka, in Apopka High School. One, you know, your efforts to help groom this young man, get him started in a sport, uh, help him become very, very good at it, excellent at it. And then <laughs> Coach Jer- Gerke, uh Chip Gerke, the head coach at the time, who uh, was the head football coach, who noticed his talent, yes. knew he had an indeed on the, on the football team, and, and, and went, to, went above and beyond to find an innovative way to get, to get him on the team. It's one of the things I found out about some of the coaches that I worked with. They had a an eye for good talent. I mean, Sonny Wise was, uh, I mean, as you know, I mean, Sonny had the record there for a while for his more uh, wins in the yeah, state of Florida. Yeah, over 300 wins. Right, for such a long time. But but he had an eye, but he was dedicated. He, I mean, I can remember traveling with him in the summertime. We, I remember one time traveling to Pittsburgh and playing we were the only high school team playing in that tournament there and we were playing against all kids that graduated from high school kids that were in college and and competing with them without too much of a problem you know he just had that passion that you know his passion kind of was uh contagious to the, his players and i found out the same thing with coach gerke that his passion were was contagious i give them both of them a lot of credit to the athletic program, Phil King was uh, Phil King was something else. He was our athletic director. He was the best as far as 
supporting us, helping us, and letting us do, uh, and, you know, begging for money to help us out. He was the best. Yeah, Coach Hill King, really, uh, as you said, nothing more I could say more than what you said, an outstanding athletic director and an outstanding man. And speaking of eye for talent, i got to give you a shout-out to my father, Roger A. Williams. You know, he had a, an incredible eye for talent as well uh-huh. when it came to hiring teachers and coaches. In fact, the three guys you just mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, you're, you're, you know, uh, Chip Gerke, who really laid the foundation for our uh, uh, for Popkin becoming an elite high school football program, Sonny Wise, you know, over 300 wins, and you, yourself are all three guys. All three of you guys, he gave uh, their first co- head coaching opportunity. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, he, uh, he as, as young young coaches, and by young, I mean t- mid early to mid 20s. I'll t- uh, you know, and the thing about your dad is, uh, uh, I can remember one time the county tried to get rid of him, and the county, all the parents in Apopka said, uh uh-uh. uh. They all went down to the county and fought from the state there because even though it was integration, they they, they thought he was doing a, a great job for integration. He was he was doing a great job. And, and one thing that you said just about that too, I think his philosophy was uh you know kind of smiled when you said that one of the first things you learned uh, about being a successful teacher and coach is listen to the players. Um, and, and my father was a, was had a great was a great listener. He was one. He's known for having a authoritative style, of course, uh-huh. uh, and, and strong discipline. But what a lot of people didn't see was he his his ear was always to the ground, if you will, and he always wanted to know what, exactly what was going on out there. And 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 he would listen to to people, you know, and want to know what what students' appearance thought about you know your, the, father, your father was great of listening to both star- sides of the story he wanted all the facts before he made a decision and i and, and i thought that was fantastic because a, a lot of times that you only hear one side of the story and you think it's uh well we, we should punish this person well that he didn't hear the other side yet and before we we only got a few minutes left, I want to tell my own personal story here just for a moment. Uh, I was fortunate enough to play, you know, as I said, uh, not only have Coach McCuso as a PE teacher, physical education teacher, yes. excuse me, uh, but also as uh, as a coach. I was a member of that uh, 1971 American Championship team, and you know, I, Coach, I'll have to tell you, that was one of the most fun experiences of my life. And I know all the guys that I still talk to these days uh, feel exactly the same way. And, um, you know, over the course of years, you know, played for all kinds of coaches. Uh, I can assure you, uh, most, if not all, were not as enjoyable to play for as you were. And, um, along the way, I began to, you know, decades after those days, you know, you read about great coaches, the Bobby Knights of the world, you know, the Chuck Knowles with the Pittsburgh Steelers, even coach Paul Bear Bryant of Alabama, and just how harsh they were, really, if you read behind the scenes, and how hard it was, and guys are quitting, and, you know, Bobby Knight has guys crying at practice, and, you know, it, what, what a grueling experience to play for those kinds of guys, and I'm thinking, well, well, gee, I, I'd always thought Coach Mancuso was a pretty good coach, but... Obviously, he wasn't that good of a coach because we didn't have anything like that going on. Um, you know, so, but anyway, so I, a few years, more years go by and I'm still thinking about it. And I'm having my own coaching experiences and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Man, Cuso was a coaching genius. He's the guy that was getting it right because you know you, you didn't need to 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 have any harsh disciplinary uh, measures because nobody got in trouble. Everybody was having such a good time. <laughs> nobody even thought about doing anything to, to disrupt things. Well, one of the things I found out about coaching baseball when you guys were playing for me is that I found out that if you cannot accept failure, do not play this game. 
do not play this game of baseball because there's more failures in baseball than any other sport. Because when you hit 333, that means you got up 10 times and only got three hits. If you play football and complete three passes out of 10, you might be sitting on the bench. When you go to the foul line and basketball and you go to the foul line 10 times and only hit three out of 10, you might be sitting on the bench. But if you get up in baseball and you're up 10 times and get three hits, you're playing. And the reason for that is that it's the only sport when you are on offense, the defense has the ball. So basically, it's uh, I, I have to explain to them, if you can't accept failure, please don't play this game. But, but if you can accept failure, boy, you're going to have fun. And, and Well, if you, if you have the right kind of coach, you'll have fun, because <laughs> I certainly had some coaches that took the fun out of it. Um, and that's kind of the way I will end, is, uh, you know, I, 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 I say Coach like you said was a coaching genius, and, and I, I you know, feel that sincerely, because... You were able to win games. You were able to work hard. We worked hard. Uh, players improved their skills. You were able to develop players, but but do it in an atmosphere where guys can still have fun, where it's not a miserable experience. It's, it's, it's a fun, positive experience. It's an experience that, that guys literally look back forty years uh, later and, and, and think about how what, how great it was. And and you had success uh, winning and wins and losses as well. So to me, that that's great coaching. That's a coaching genius. You put it. You hit it right on the head when you said work hard. When we won the county championship in 1987, those kids on the junior high team, they came to practice at 7 o'clock in the morning before school started and came to practice after school ended. We had two a day. And that was, the, day. That was the last uh, Orange County championship baseball team for junior high schools. That was the last year where they had junior high schools before they were merged into middle school. So that's one more record for Coach J.P. Mancuso. Well, friends, thank you for joining us on Blue Daughter Sports Central tonight. Have a great weekend. AM 950, FM 94.9. Florida's stronger conservative voice. The answer. WORL. Orlando. 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 News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Jason Walker. Brutally cold conditions in the eastern part of the United States. New York State Homeland Security and Emergency Services Commissioner Jackie Bray. Really from mid, the mid-Hudson region north and west, uh, we've got wind chill in the negative teens. Uh, up in the north country, we've got wind chill uh, in the negative 35, negative 30. In Georgia, shoppers have been hit. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.